Brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, Be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or in the morning. May not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all. Watch. The Gospel of the Lord. Something that would only make sense in 2020. On Friday morning, there was a headline that told of how someone had planned a turkey funeral to bypass state regulations on gatherings. The story explained how in Colorado, the government had made Thanksgiving dinners limited to 10 people, but that funerals, the maximum capacity was 30. So this individual explained that instead of a Thanksgiving dinner, she and 29 of her friends were gathering for a funeral for her dead turkey. I was laughing at the creativity and just the absurdity of what life has become and was about to share the story myself when I started to look below and saw all the comments below the story that were exploding. They ranged from people who were furious that someone wasn't taking COVID more serious to others screaming back about government overreach. And truth be so told, both sides made some valid points, but as is often the case in social media, as you kept reading the comments, there is no nuance, there is no way to pick up on people's subtleties or emotions, and the reactions and responses grew more and more divisive and personal, to the point that I said to myself, 
I do talk to myself once in a while. I said to myself, self, you've got a lot of work to do today. Refereeing comments at some goofy story that you found comical is probably not a good use of time or energy. So you see, I do have a filter at times. One sad realization, and there's a bunch of them, but one is who would have thought that there would ever be a discussion or a debate over how many people you could have at Thanksgiving dinner a year ago. And that crystallizes, I think, a lot of what we're all going through right now. Because it's more than just Thanksgiving dinner. People seem on edge, ready to pop or snap or however you want to describe it. After the last nine months of just uncertainty and sickness and mixed messages, people feel frayed and stressed and exhausted and anxious. I venture to say that at least in modern history, there's rarely been a time that people have looked forward to celebrating New Year's more than this year. And if you're in that position, well, luckily for you being here at Mass today, God already answers that desire. With this first Sunday of Advent, the church begins its New Year. But unlike what normally happens for people on January 1st, where we bemoan all that was wrong in the year prior and enter into this new year with unreal expectations that we think are going to occur and change in our lives, like New Year's resolutions that often fail within a few weeks. The church instead invites us with the season of Advent to kind of go back to basics. More than just a pre-Christmas season where we can get lost in holiday preparations, this is a season of anticipation, a season where we focus on the core of humanity's longing for God, looking for Him, waiting on Him. How that's been a story throughout the history of humanity which continues today. Just think back to what we just heard in the scripture readings. How many of us can relate to Isaiah the prophet's words saying, Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down with the mountains quaking before you while you wrought awesome deeds that we could not hope for, such as they had not heard of from of old. They seemed to jump off the page when I first turned to them the other day. The depth of emotion and passion from the prophet calling out to God to show up, to show out, to let us see his wonders is as timely today as it was back then. Well, why was Isaiah praying that? His fellow Jews had suffered a, a terrible fate a group of people called the Babylonians had kicked them out of the promised land, had exiled them for generations, and now they were finally returning home. What had been this long-held hope and dream of returning home quickly became a nightmare. They found everything from their past had been decimated. Their economy, their legal system, their community, the city itself, and worst of all, the holiest place on earth to the Jews, the temple, was ruined. 
This is what they were returning from exile to? And so they almost start asking out loud, where is the God who parted the Red Sea for us? Where is the Father who provided manna, the bread, to fall from the sky to nourish us? The Lord who gave us the commandments and entered into to covenant with us. God, you have done so many wondrous things. Where are you? We need you. Isaiah can appreciate and understand all those spoken frustrations on the part of his fellow countrymen. And he reminds them that the devastation and the exile that they experienced was a, was a direct result of their sinfulness. They're breaking the covenant with God. As he says, we are sinful. All of us have become like unclean people. All of our good deeds like polluted rags. But Isaiah's not without hope. He's not the fetist. He remembers that God is the potter and we are the clay. God is our Father and our Redeemer. And so Isaiah's calling out isn't in anger or rage or in wanting to God, God to show himself as if he doubts God's existence or presence. He calls out in faith and hope. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down with mountains quaking before you. So Advent begins with this memory of our ancestors who felt this distance, this separation from God and longing for that to be overcome. Advent's all about the answer to that longing with the reminder that God comes. God comes and enters into human history with the birth of Jesus Christ at Christmas. He comes at the end of time to judge all humanity. And more importantly and urgently, God comes to us here and now. Those three comings are at the heart of the season of Advent. So as Christians, we hear Isaiah with those hopes and dreams and we realize they've, they've been realized. Those heavens have been rendered in Jesus. And that's why Jesus in this gospel responds to that desire for God to show himself with the word, watch. He's saying, pay attention. Look at the world around you with the eyes of God. Watch for the hand of God. Pay attention to his voice and his love. It's there in every joy and sorrow in every pain and trauma, in every victory, and even every setback before us. And whether it's seeing the babe and the nativity scenes that are starting to pop up in decorations, which remind us of his first entry into human history, or it's his voice in these scriptures, or in his body and blood given to us to eat. This season of Advent is meant to reawaken that belief that God's coming has transformed all of human history. And he's given you and I a place in this history. We have a role to play. We have a responsibility 
to prepare for His coming, not just on December 25th, not just at the end of time, but here and now. How are we doing that to make this truly the most wonderful time of the year as the song goes? Will we take steps to help the poor and the suffering and find ways that we can attend to their needs? Can we make choices that will sow words of faith rather than retweeting and reposting and spreading words of fear and division? Will we maybe give up 20, 30 minutes of Facebook or Netflix or whatever it is that wastes our time and maybe give ourselves a little bit more time for some prayer and reflection? Well, instead of simply reading up on the latest celebrity gossip or some politician or famous person's grotesque transgressions and think about how much better we look in comparison, instead take some time and maybe do a thorough examination of conscience to see how my sins have made me feel unclean or made me feel this distance from God. And not to wallow in that, but instead to go to Jesus and make a good confession this Advent. Those are some ways that we can watch for His coming. Those are ways that we can prepare for Him. Those are some ways to welcome Him into our fears and our doubts so that He can bring us the completeness and wholeness and the healing and freedom that every human soul longs for.